on the mountain. And so to be able to do that on my own, um, with assistance, of course, but um, um, to have some uh, ability to do that, um, to turn, to go downhill, to feel that breeze in your in your hair, you know. Uh, um. Welcome to Parenting Special Needs Live. I'm Shantae. And does your child have physical limitations? You know, do you think that winter fun is not for your kiddo? Well, we're here to tell you that winter fun does not have to be held back from kids with physical limitations, um, you know, such as spina bifida or cerebral palsy. Palsy. In fact, we found Dr. Nigerian, a child's doctor who encourages kids to push past their physical limitations. Dr. Nigerian is a pediatric physical medicine and rehabilitation physician at Akron Children's Hospital. And he was also once a kid with cerebral palsy. Dr. Nigerian knows firsthand that winter fun does not have to be on hold um, for kids with physical challenges. He's here today to share with us his story about how he started skiing himself and encouraging his patients to get on the winter slopes. So please welcome Dr. Nigerian. Hi, Dr. Nigerian, how are you? Hi, I'm great. How are you, Shante? I'm great. Well, I wanna hear a little bit about your story. Like how, tell us about you, um, a little bit of your history. Um, and then- Sure, sure. Uh, well, uh, as you as you mentioned, I have cerebral palsy, and so um, ever since I was a kid, um, had to figure out ways to be able to um, join in with friends, um, to play and have fun, and um, and also with my family. Uh, I have um, four siblings, and we are we are a ski family uh, for sure. So. Um, and I, I'm four of five kids in my family, so uh, and most, uh, most of my siblings are older, and um, they were skiers. And my parents, you know, never wanted to hold me back from anything that my siblings were doing. And so from a very young age, I would say about three years of age, uh, my parents would um, put me uh, in ski boots on skis and hold me between their legs going down the ski hills. Wow. Um, and uh, we did that for a long time until I got too tall and too heavy to do that. Um, and so uh, skiing took a little break from my life um, uh, after that for a while until I discovered um, the world of adaptive skiing that was out there. Wow. So you and how did you find it? I'm just curious. Well, you know, we looked locally. Uh, I grew up in Southeast Michigan. Um, and I think at some point probably talked to one of my therapists who said, you should go out West to Colorado. Uh, and there in Winter Park, Colorado is a, is a wonderful organization called the National Sports Center for the Disabled. And they have uh, a fantastic adaptive skiing program out there. Um, so I started uh, sit skiing um when i was in my uh probably uh, mid-20s um and so we would go out there every year and uh take a ski trip and and i would and i would um ski sitting down and the equipment that they have um available for you know for people with um physical limitations physical disability um and because i was already a skier 
already knew the excitement and fun of going fast down the hill uh, or down the mountain. And so to be able to do that on my own um, with assistance, of course, but um, um, to have some uh, ability to do that, um, to turn, to go downhill, to feel that breeze in your, in your hair, you know, uh, um, was wonderful. Uh, and so I continued to do that for a number of years afterwards. And when did you start? Because um, now you also encourage your patients, right? I mean, so how, when did you start doing that? Yes. Well, um, um, I um, found out about the adaptive ski program uh, locally here at Three Trackers uh, of Ohio when I was in training, the residency training um, to be a physical medicine physician. Um, but it wasn't until I had gone away to do my subspecialty training in pediatrics in Minnesota that I sort of saw, you know, what, what I could do as a physician with patients um, to get them out there and participate and to play. Um, when I was there, I um, saw my uh, mentors. Um, they had organized a ski day um, and brought probably 15 or 20 kids with them. Um, to even if they've never skied before, you know, novices and kids with experience as well, um, to spend a day, a half a day or a day um, skiing together um, and just having a lot of fun. And so when I came back to Ohio, uh, I wanted to do something similar. Um, and so knowing about three trackers, uh, I contacted them and said, you know, we should do something like this. Um, and, uh, and they thought it was a great idea. Uh, so, uh, probably for the last, um, you know, se seven or eight years, um, give or take a year for COVID, um, I try to take, uh, five or six, uh, patients from our center here, um, out skiing together for a half a day, um, at the local ski hill with three trackers and uh, it's always a blast. Everybody has a ton of fun. Uh, and I always try to get uh, new skiers every year if I can, because I, I want to you know, spread the, the word about how fun uh, winter skiing can be. Yeah, I know, I think that's all awesome. Um, so how do you like, I mean, do you, is there certain requirements like, can anybody go or like, um, Right. Yeah, so it's a you, they can accommodate uh, kids and adults with a, a wide range of um, physical uh, and intellectual disability. They have all kinds of equipment um, to suit um, what function uh, a child may have um, from different varieties of sit skiing and sit skis to um, upright skiing with um, assistive devices. Uh, and they have a set of wonderful volunteers who are trained and be able to work with um, people with disabilities um, to, um, you know, uh, get kids uh, up and down the hill uh, safely and, uh, and having a lot of fun. Um, and so they just do a wonderful job, Three Trekkers does. 
Um, yeah, that's which is why I continue to do this every year. Yeah, no, I think it's awesome. All right, so I want to ask a question. Maybe you can advise because, like you said, you used to you wanted to go with your family. Your family skis, mm -hmm. and there was years when you couldn't because maybe you didn't know or you didn't weren't aware about um, adaptive ski at that time, right? But so, if we want to try to help parents and families know more about it, is it something like where they go to a resort and ask, or do they find the adaptive place first? I mean, how how does it work? Do you know? Uh, well, it, it, it honestly, it probably depends on, on, on where you are. I think a good approach is to, um, is to ask when you're there. A lot of places now, I mean, more than when I was uh, a kid, have uh, adaptive skiing programs. Um, some are smaller, some are larger, like the one I mentioned out in Colorado. Um, and you can find out a lot of information online. And, and maybe that's the best place to start. Um, talk to uh, talk to your physicians, uh, you know, that take care of your child, um, especially if they're a physician like me, um, where, you know, we are sort of the, um, the doctors that focus on daily functioning and participation um, for, for our patients with disabilities, um, because we probably tend to have a little bit more of that knowledge than um, your general pediatrician. Um, so there are different avenues. Um, support groups. You know, if you have, if your child has a diagnosis where uh, there may be a support group organized around that that diagnosis or disability, um, there are probably parents and other people in that group that have um, some knowledge about where to go and how to seek out these opportunities. So, what have you seen in your patients? Um, like, what are some of the you know, what do you see after they've done it or during, or, you know, what are some of the outcomes that you see, um, positive or negative? I don't know if there is negative, but if there is, share that. Well, I, I, I do think it's pretty much all positive, right? Because you get um, that experience of being able to do something that you've never done before, you know, that's fun, um, that, you, that you can do with other kids, um, other kids that have you know, maybe similar disabilities as you do. Um, and uh, so it's that, it's the, it's the enjoyment aspect, it's the sort of physical fitness aspect, right? This is, you know, it, it's, um, it is, um, can be, put some physical demands, you know, uh, on you, it, it's, it, it is exercise. Um, and it's also that, that social aspect, you know, of connecting um, with other kids. Um, and I think sometimes uh, I've seen kids, you know, sort of develop some friendships, you know, from doing this together. Um, so um, from that standpoint, I, I think it's just, it's just fantastic. And, and we really should be encouraging kids to, um, to try, uh, try these activities, um, get into adaptive play, adaptive sports, um, because all kids, that's what they want to do. They want to um, play and participate, and um, and so we should be encouraging, you know, um, our kids with disability and special needs um, to get out there and do things as much as they can, uh, just like their peers do. And I was going to ask, um, just something popped into my head when you were talking about, like, is there any, like, if a family was planning on going skiing and they were going to look into adaptive sports, are there any, like, little exercises that the kids should kind of, um, or should, is that something they should talk to the trainer? Is it something they should 
prep on a little bit to get their endurance up or something? Um, well, uh, not necessarily. I, you know, okay. I think that in my experience, um, you know, these adaptive ski programs have worked with a wide range of, uh, of children uh, with different capabilities and different um, health statuses. Um, and so they will tailor the experience to what that child is able to, to do. Um, so you can go out there um, for an hour um, and if that's all um, that you can do, that's great. And if you want to be out there for four hours, you know, they're willing to take you uh, up and down the mountain um, or the hill for four hours if, if that's what you can do. I do think it's important to talk to your doctor and make sure that there aren't any health conditions that would truly be a contraindication to um, being outdoors in the cold for, for a period of time. But other than things like that, I don't think there's necessarily any special preparation that that kids have to have. No, I'm excited. You just inspired me because I've been and took my older daughter that doesn't have any, you know, disabilities. Um, but I didn't, you know, I guess I kind of like, you know, protect my younger one that does have some physical limitations. And I'm thinking now you kind of inspired me like, hey, maybe we need to look into it because it is awesome. So it's awesome, and I, I would encourage you, just as I would anyone with a child with disabilities, to see what's out there and don't be afraid um, to try something new. Um, uh, there, there are um, really great things out there for kids, um, and um, let's just all, you know, get out there and have a great time. That's sort of and my attitude about it. Yeah, I think that yeah. would be awesome. So yeah, well, I can't thank you enough for what you're doing. That's awesome. I mean, keep doing it. And Kate, and thanks for sharing with us. Is there anything else that um, I didn't ask that you wanted to share about? Um, well, uh, I don't think so. I, you know, but if um, you know, if anybody out there who has thought, well, I'm not sure about getting my child involved in in an activity. Um, because of um, any potential downsides or, um, you know, I think parents worry about injuries and things like that and getting kids into new activities. Just know that um, I think that the, the people that are out there that are providing these opportunities for adaptive sports and adaptive play, um, you know, want the best for your child as you do, but also want to do it safely and are going to do everything in their power to um, to maintain that safety during these activities. Um, so um, get out there and try as many different things um, as you can find um, with your child. Get the whole family involved, right? It's always better when um, I think when you can do these things together with family and friends. Um, so uh, so let's do it. Yeah, let's do it. I love that attitude. All right, well, listen, I can't thank you enough. Um, thank you, everyone, for joining us today. And in case no one has told you, you are doing a good job. It's hard work. Be good to you, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye. Rafi Nigerian. Hi, I'm Dr. Rafi Nigerian, and I'm here today uh, with a tip. Uh, encourage your child with special needs and disabilities to get out there and try new things. I've been involved in adaptive sports for a long time, and there's a lot of opportunities out there. You may be worried about uh, potential injury for your child, 
uh, in engaging in any, anything new where there may be um, contact or risk, but there's a wonderful world out there of adaptive activity and adaptive sports with volunteers who are waiting to help your child discover the joys uh, of, of sports and activity. So don't be afraid uh, and find out where you can, where these opportunities are, be an advocate for your child, as I know you do every day. Uh, talk to your child's physicians, um, get involved in support groups, um, talk to other friends and family who may have children with special needs um, and seek out these opportunities. Um, there's nothing better for a child with disabilities to get out there and play and participate like their peers with uh, typical development do. Um, so I would just encourage you to get out there and do it and don't be afraid. And there are people out there to help you help support you and uh, seeking out these opportunities. Well, thank you.